0: So let's just review the situation, okay? So this kid brings home friends, make a lot of noise. They, they're not neat. They don't respect anybody else. Um, kids like this can walk around without their clothing on. I don't know if you noticed. Um, without their shirts on. Um, really, right? They just like, and it's like, where were you raised? I don't, I, it's like you want to pull your hair out because you kept your shirt on when you were 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, and all of a sudden now you're like, where were you raised? Didn't you always see me with the shirt on? Don't you know that you, know, you don't be strangers to the house? You don't endanger your family? You don't act disrespectful? And every single thing that they're doing, this whole list that you gave me, it all boils down to one thing. They have no respect. No respect. No respect for authority. No respect for police. No respect for daddy, mommy, neighbors. Forget about no respect for God, Torah, Judaism, Masayra, um, Halacha, Hashkafa, or Menhagim. So why am, I, why am I smirking? Because this is, this is what I do. So if you go to the plastic surgeon and you say, look, there's a deep gash in my son's head, God forbid, and he's smirking, it's because, yeah, I've done a thousand of these, right? And, and you'll see, there the, the hardly will even be a scar. I'm not smirking because it's easy. I'm not saying it's not painful. I'm not saying it's not difficult. I'm saying we have the medicine. Bezrat Hashem, we have the medicine and, and, and it's already like easy. Now, it is dangerous. But Thank God so far We actually never had a, had a story of danger it Means that we never had God forbid anything bad we have, to, we have to protect the other children in the house There are some safeguarding that we have to do And it is every second It's dangerous Yeah But we never had a danger We don't have one story of God forbid That parents came in here and they said that these other kids Actually did all the things That we're worried about We've had situations that were scary. Strangers coming into your house, you can't leave your girls upstairs in the bedroom. So we have to definitely defend them. But we have to realize that we also don't want to lose the patient. Of course we want what's best for the other kids. No question. No question. But we also don't want to lose this patient. So most people, when they hear this, when they hear this, 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 what you just told me, 99% of the world will tell you beautiful logic. Let me tell you how it goes, because some people think I don't know what it is. Some people think I don't know how to be normal. Let me tell you how to be normal. This is normal. <clears throat> this child needs boundaries. He's craving boundaries. Don't you understand? Everything he's doing is, is because he's craving for you to be a father and a mother. What are you, a shmata? You're, you're, what kind of people are you? How do you even raise a family like this? You tell your child that we expect, ding, 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 expectations. We expect you to behave in a normal way. Obviously, in the last 20 years, you have not been listening, so you have no idea what normal is. Maybe we didn't train you well, or maybe you have amnesia. So we will remind you, we've actually written up a list. You will, this and 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 this. You know what this earns you? Free rent. Food. Loving parents. Family. This is going to be a home. You are going to have a home. But if you can't do this, that is expected from every human being in the entire world since Adam and Chava. Actually, they also went around without a shirt for a while, but that's a different story, okay? Everybody gets this, right? Then guess what? You don't deserve a home. We're not kicking you out of our house. how many parents told me my kids not living at home he's homeless and going couch to couch doing drugs selling their body to survive and all kinds of other stuff that these boys and girls have to do but I didn't kick him out of the house I just said a house is not something that you get for free a house is not something you automatically get we are willing to have you part of our family if you don't act like Godzilla that's all is that too much to ask for kid gets up five o'clock in the afternoon Comes downstairs in their underwear, opening closets and banging stuff. There's no food here. Well, well, well. Excuse me. What? What is this? Room service? We actually had a lot of food here. We fed 12 other kids. You know when we fed them during breakfast time, which you slept through. We also had another course called lunch, which you slept through too. Unfortunately, we don't have a course now. At whenever you decide to get up, a clock. Okay. We don't have that course, and you will wait for the next course. We happen to have some nice fruit in the fridge. Make yourself at home. And boom, attitude and attitude and attitude and attitude and cursing and anger, right? And then the kid who feels like, yes, I know your kids. All of a sudden he goes over to this this poor little three-year-old, four-year-old kid, minding her own business, reading on the couch, looking at the little things, grabs the book out, rips it out of her hands, cuts her hands, she's bleeding, screaming, goes down to the other room, this kid has been working for the last two hours, this six-year-old is building a castle with blocks and stuff like that, and one kick, boom, all over the house, what do you do, what do you do, you lost the right to have a house. If you, listen, you have total Bechira. Every person has Bechira. You're a regular person. You have choice. You just act like you used to act, and there's no problem. Just act like your brothers and sisters do. If you're not sure what to do, just follow them. When they go to sleep, you go to sleep. No, but you're smarter. You're going to stay out all night till 6 o'clock in the morning because that's a great plan on being successful, and you're going to smoke weed and do all kinds of stuff and break into cars. Well, you're going to get the result that you signed up for. You're going to be a loser, and good luck to you because we told you right from wrong and we are going to be firm and we're going to set boundaries. We wrote this all over here. We actually have it in triplicate. We already signed. It's notarized. Sign that you agree to the rules of the house. Notarize it. We have your lawyers present and we're going to take some blood. I'm not sure why. We just do that as part of the whole program. And the kid is going to go ahead and look at it. He's going to sign. Okay. Not too hard to act like a mensch. Even Goyim know how to act like this. Even hoodlums, right? What are we asking for? Respect the house. Now, what if it happens, it's shocking, that a couple of uh, minutes later, he breaks the Gimel Averis Chamuris Bavas Achas? He breaks the three cardinal sins. There was a family that came here. And that kid was not even so bad. He was a typical kid, smoking weed and all that. He was actually in... He, he was okay. He wasn't so bad. But he would walk around the house without his undershirt, without a yarmulke. And he would talk like a truck driver. You're talking about every single sentence had the F word, which is very unique. Because it was part of the compliment, compliments. This is effing good. And it's part of the... This is effing bad. Everything has the F word in it. It's a very, very um, versatile word. Right? It was every compliment, and everything that went well, and everything that went bad. Everything was the F-word. Now, very from yeshivish family, raising a bunch of other kids. Not so good for them to hear this. Because a kid can go to first grade or nursery, and can tell the teacher, I need to go to the f and bathroom. Because <laughs> he doesn't know that it's a bad word, because every time shlaimi says, eh, whatever, everybody says, it's okay. So this was a Chinuch problem, a disaster. The three-year-old said, I don't want, after his, yama- after his upsharen, I don't want a yarmulke. Shlaimi doesn't need to wear a yarmulke. Why do I need to wear a yarmulke? Chinuch disaster. All of a sudden, the five-year-old is coming down after his bath upstairs without his undershirt. Shlaimi doesn't wear an undershirt. So you have Tareb Israel, B'Sayich Beisay. It's worse than Gaigu Magog. What are you supposed to do? You teach your kids, you teach your kids, you teach your kids. And all of a sudden, they see this this guy living in there that we're hugging, right? And, and he's part of the family. Terrible example. And not only that, he would provoke them. He would provoke them. He would tell, Shalami, uh, he would tell um, little maishi after the bath, he says, I'm so hot. He goes, so take off your undershirt. Like I do. Horrible. And then what about the fact that there are these devices all over? that are blinking and blanking that the other kids don't have. And the teenagers there are pretty interested. They're like, they're looking over. Oh. No, I wasn't looking. What does he have over there? Right? I go to school every single day, and I get nothing. And he's there on the couch, like, getting breakfast he wants served at 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock. And if it's not to his perfection, if it's a little cold, if it's a little warm, if it's a little this, if it's a little that, explosion! I'm sorry, when did you become President Trump? You're nothing a nobody, and you're just complaining about everybody's being nice to you? Ain't gonna happen. So, this family called me up, and uh, actually Veli Brudnishlita sent them to me, because there was a problem. After they signed the contract, three things. Shirt, yarmulke, and no cursing. He signed, they thought, you know, you know what happens after you sign the contract. The parents, like after a good deal, you sign a good deal, they go home, they fo- they fold it. They relax. It's done. We had a problem. It's solved. Why? He signed a contract. What could possibly go wrong? What can go wrong? He signed a contract. I mean, and all of a sudden, the kid comes down without his yarmulke, without his undershirt, and says, beep, 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 beep. beep. So now what? It's home. I'm sorry. You lost your right to live in a house. For the sake, you know, of all the other children and um, for our sanity, we go to sleep at night and you can't blast music at night and you can't walk around and behave this way and you can't bring your friends into the house or smoke weed and get, get the whole house smelling of weed and then their friends don't want to come over. Their friends don't want to come over because the house smells like weed. Hello? This is not the way we raised our house. This is not the way we behave. So, you understand that I understand you? Good. But now this kid is homeless. Now he drops out of school, out of where he was. He's homeless. He's going from couch to couch to couch to couch. And the plan is he's going to learn a lesson. But now all of a sudden people are slipping him other pills because the street is a place that sucks you in. And he's spiraling down and down and down. And... This is going to end bad. Instead of being a happy, stupid kid doing weed in his house without an undershirt, without a yarmulke, by the way, ten years later, none of them are like that. Think ahead. None of them are doing that when they're ten years later. Okay, instead of that, he's homeless. So it's going to end either with stealing, because he has to steal. It's going to end with drugs, selling drugs to survive, selling his body to get drugs, and getting on worse drugs because... He needs to numb his pain, which is now much more. First he lost his functioning and his life, and now he lost his home and his parents, and he still didn't learn the lesson that they were expecting him to learn. I have no issue with tough love. I have no issue with signing contracts. My issue is, what if it doesn't work? Then we'll look back and we'll realize that maybe it's the wrong medicine and it shouldn't be given. But let's say it's the right medicine, or we think it is, and we do it. So Now what? Now what? Do we lose the kid? Do we let them, what they say, hit rock bottom, which today the bottom has another bottom, and after they hit rock bottom, there's another bottom, and there's another bottom, and it ends in the grave? How many suicides and overdoses? It's a terrifying world. Does it really work, this concept, that we will make you hit rock bottom and not support your craziness because you're choosing to behave this way, you're taking advantage. You're a manipulator. Anybody here? Raise just raise your hand. If before you came to me, you were told that your child is taking advantage and is a manipulator, just raise your hand. Okay. So you all spent at least ten thousand dollars in therapy because that's what they tell you. I love therapists, but not not about these kids because they just misunderstanding the whole sugya. All of them are manipulators. They all have regular Bahira. God doesn't give you a challenge that you can't overcome. So this kid can. And you are empowering and enabling him to not be all he is if you're going to cuddle, cuddle him and cushion him. I just want you to know that I know what they're saying. Okay? And now you did it, and you did it, and it didn't work. And now you have a problem. So this happened to a Rav one of the tzaddikim of Ardar, HaRav Uri Zohar Shlita. Rav Uri Zohar who became a Baal Tshuva at 40 years old, one of the most famous TV personalities in Israel, turned his his back on the entire uh, Gaiisha, they're Jews, but Gaisha environment of the television and all the fun Averis that they were doing, turned his back and 40 became from Goes ahead, and he spoke about this when he was here, and he spoke about it many other times. He went ahead and he raised children. And all of a sudden, his kid goes off to Derech. He made movies with this kid, who, when the kid was off to Derech, about, if you speak of my ivrit wasn't good enough to catch on, but he made videos, you can Google it, debating all of the stuff, Derech and all the stuff, for years, with this kid. And this kid is sleeping all day, up all night, going to all the clubs and all the, the bars and doing everything wrong, mechalal everything, and, and the works, the works, the works, the worst, and they're begging him and they're pleading him and you know how embarrassing it is? You're being makar of so many people, you know, and, and the people look at you and you have tainus on Hashem. For this I became from? I'm not saying he did, I'm just saying human emotion. What about, I was makar of so many people for you, Hashem, why aren't you taking care of my son? Why are you making me go through this? And it came to the end of the road, where one day he told him Adkan. Anybody here ever feel like saying Khan? Right? Adkan, kan 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 It's the Adkan song. Kan 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 kan. Adkan. He tells the son Itamar, "We're done. Get out of the house. The way you're behaving, can't be here. You lost your right to exist in a family unit." When you're not... Forget about the fact that you don't help. But you yell and scream at other people who are helping. You you spit at their mommy and tati. de sevicha Hello. Nothing. You curse mommy and fa- How many kids text their mother? F you. We had a TP mom here that the kid text the mother on Yom Kippur throughout the day. F you drop dead. So after Yom Kippur, the mother would open the phone. Ding, 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 ding. And see... Her son texting her. There's more than one. That you should know on Yom Kippur. This is what I'm thinking. Machal Yom Kippur to text you. F, you drop dead. You would say, this is the Bensayra and, and, and Umayra and the Taira. And for sure, even Rav Shem would say, he got no choice. Let's bring him up. String him up. Okay? Those kids, both of these stories, and this similar ones, Shabbos and other. Both of those kids are from today. So hang on. We have medicine for this behavior. Where was I? Raburi Zohar. Tells the kid, out of here. The kid takes his knapsack, takes some stuff, full of anger. Can you imagine, I'm sure you can, the anger and the frustration of the parent. You're so angry at this kid, you're ruining my life, get out of my house, and you're full, your, your, your blood is boiling. And the kid goes, and he opens up the door, and he's about to step over the threshold. Raburi says, wait, And a bolt of lightning entered his whole brain. And he just in one second said, If this is the end of the road of my mahalach, of dealing with my son, it cannot be ratzon Hashem. It can't be that Hashem wants me to deal with this problem in a way that I lose my son, that he moves out of my house. It cannot be ratzon Hashem. One second, he says, Wait, you don't need to do tshuva. I need to do tshuva. And he opened his arms. And the went and gave him a hug. And from that moment, he did very simple. When you were kids, anybody remember backwards day? He just did everything backwards. When he used to say no, he would say, yeah, have a great time. He he would say, I'm not giving you money for that, here's money for that. He would say, why are you getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning? He would say, hey, you want breakfast? He would say, why are you going out at night? He would say, hey, you you need a ride? Everything he did, he just did the opposite, because the first way, patient is gone. And he knew that that cannot be Amida ben Esayin. Amida ben Esayin, to lose your child, that he should go out in the street, cannot be this is what Hashem wants. And especially, many times we're pushing them away in the name of Hashem, in the name of Torah, in the name of this, in the name of that. It doesn't matter why. Even in the name of menshloch you cannot have a derech, that ends with the result that your kid is out of your house. That's what hit him in the head. You don't need to do tshuva. I need to do tshuva. Today, that boy is completely shame That boy goes around Israel with his father, speaking to parents and begging them, don't make the mistakes that my father made. It sounds great. In my house, you can't walk around. You can't do this. There's other people. I'm not going to do this. sounds great. Perfect. The result is not perfect. And I met him. He's an unbelievable guy. You can see, you can see a picture of him today from giving his father nachas. And Reb said, "I wish that I can daven the way that Itamar daven's today." It took him till 27 years old. Years and years and years they waited. It's not a quick fix, but it's winning the the, the important part. Losing the battle and winning the war. Now, all of your questions are one thing. First of all, if a child has medicine, you complain to the doctor. You call back a week later, the child's throwing up, he has a high fever. The doctor says, okay, uh, did you start the medicine? No. No. Okay, two weeks later you call back. The, the kid's behaving terrible. He can't hardly get out of bed. He has a high fever. It's throwing up all over the place. Okay, did you get medicine? No. So your complaints are not valid because you didn't start my medicine yet. Bezrat Hashem. Once you're going to start the medicine of TP and you're going to start dropping bombs every week, this is going to start to change. You're going to start to change. And you're not going to be in the amount of pain that you're in because if you look around at all the people here a year later... A lot of them are in very messed up situations, but they're not pale. They're not in that feeling of like, they're in this, oh, thank you. I asked her to remind everyone to please put your phones on mute. So, thanks. So, the first thing is, start the treatment. This is a treatment process to go back to what you were doing until now and say, you can't come into my house and I can't. Get, that's what you did without me. It's so much easier. You don't need to write a, read a book on that and listen to all the videos. You don't need to come to group every week. It's natural. Just say and do whatever you feel is right at that moment. The problem is, where does it lead? right? So this family that I wanted you to meet after group, they had this kid who burned their shed down. All, but he's today the yum. The mamish, they love this kid to the moon. The yummiest, sweetest, nicest kid. He wouldn't do anything. So they went through. I don't remember it was two years, three years. Nobody's going through this longer than that. Even if the kid's not better, that you will not feel the anxiety and the pain that you feel today. Why? Because right now, nobody told you all these years that really, what, what really makes a difference in the future of these kids is your relationship. The therapy world missed the boat. They're willing for you to sacrifice your relationship because the kid needs rules, boundaries, consequences. But at the end of the day, now they're realizing, all well, the chachamim, they're writing letters, and all of a sudden all the psychiatrists are going to come up with saying, and they're already doing it. The most important thing is relationship. Good morning, America. So how come every step of the way was your advice something that made the relationship weak? Anything you want to do, even if I don't agree with it, but that doesn't sacrifice your relationship, okay. But to sacrifice the only thing that really matters, the only thing, in my opinion, I'm sorry, in my experience, the only thing that matters whether in 10 years and in 20 years from now you're going to have a kid alive bezrat hashem healthy bezrat hashem functioning bezrat hashem and also religious that whole path the only thing that matters is your relationship you could be the dumbest guy you could be I think that's why I'm so good at this because I'm dumb I'm not so smart I'm dumb I just When I see the kid, I know my job, my tafkit is just one thing. Make you think I like you. I actually do like them. You'll come to like him. Right now you're looking at him like he is destroying my world. So you don't like him. You're going to end up liking him. You're going to see once you're not in a war anymore, he's going to start to share. He's going to start to show you his boo-boo. He's going to start to open up to you. Right now it's like with a relationship of 10 out of 100, there's nothing there it's like, ugh, let him move away. I don't, I don't wish him bad. I just wish he moves to a different continent and write me a letter once every 10 years. That's all. I'll send you 10 bucks a year too. You know what? I'll send you much more if you leave. But stay in my house and make me miserable. I can't. But once your relationship is 50, 60, 70, all of this changes. That's the medicine. You can go to somebody and say, behave normal. It's not going to work. But we can get them to behave normal. Because if you look at the parents who have done this after some time all of a sudden the kids are starting to wear magically they're starting to wear clothing. So when you have a a challenge and you have a situation that your kid comes up without any undershirt I want to fix that situation. I want to. You tell me what are your options. Tell them you can't walk out of here without an undershirt. You will make the kid worse. Why? Let's remember. Our kids were brought up by the most wonderful parents in the world. You. You taught them at three, at four, at five. Put on and on the shirt. They knew this. They did it when they were eight, nine, ten, eleven. All of a sudden they forgot? Do they have a memory problem that they need to be reminded? No. So when you see the problem, and everybody think about the problem that you have right now, and the challenge that you're going to have tomorrow... It's an opportunity, not a challenge. Some of our best kids today, some of our kids who are married with kids today, the best, when the parents look back, the best way to fix them was when they stole the car on Shabbos and bashed it up. Like I taught you in the training. And the parents, instead of doing all the normal things, did something not normal. And embraced them. And said, I'm so worried about you. All I care is about you. Are you safe? Are you okay? Don't worry about the car. Yeah, but don't worry about the car. In order to fix the relationship, some of our best kids today are talking about married, Shemitarim mitzvahs from the biggest nachas. And the parents will tell you that was a breakthrough. The time that he stole $1,000. There's a family that came to me. that The kid wiped them out. The kid went ahead and stole over $50,000 from the house. Unbelievable. What would you say? Ad Khan, Khan, kan, 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 What would every normal person say? Ad Khan. It's enough. What are you supposed to do? You can't keep money around, can't keep jewelry around, can't keep silver around. Kid wiped out the family. No insurance. So what do you do? Well, I'm not going to tell you everything, but I will tell you that they sat down here in this room. On those two, I gave them the comfortable recliners, not these chairs, because you know what I'm saying? Whew. And I did CPR, almost literally, for a long time. And they walked out of here, and they decided they're not going to lose their child over $50,000, and they're not going to lose their child over $100,000, which every one of you who sent your kid to Utah boot camps paid $120,000 to try to make them better. Nobody said no. Anybody who has a child that needs a, a cochlear implant, nobody says no over money. But over here, it's like he stole it from you. We're not losing the kid over $50,000, even if he stole it from you. I was at the wedding in a mainstream hall, and I got there and I walked in right before the chuppah when the doors were closed, when the chassan is there with mommy and Tati on the sides holding the candles, and I walked in right there. And I just took a picture, and I just watched. From erluch. Married a from Erelechah wife. I saw him in Shul de Shabbos with his father. Part of the family. Working. Happy. A member of Kal Yisrael, Alive. Let's just start with alive. Because what would have happened if the parents would have said him, said him, that's it. What would have happened to him? He's not a drug dealer. He's not a drug addict. He's a regular person nice guy, and he's matzliach, and he has gezuntai, and he has a couple of nice little kids also. He has everything. The parents have everything that they ever dreamed of. They have everything that you're dreaming of. The works, that that beautiful ending that they're looking for, they have. And at that point, they had to make a decision. Do I let my anger and my rage and my pain and my frustration take over me, and I just do? What I want to do right now impulsively, or the first thing is I'm not going to do anything. I'll call Avi tomorrow the next day. there's no rush. No rush to do Cares, no rush to do Car. Race. No rush to make a mistake. Anything that you want to do now is a mistake. Good things can wait. Usually I'm available anyway. I got a call 2:30 in the morning. a very, very chash of rav. He went down. I told you the story. He went down to the basement in the middle of the night, 2.30 in the morning, rule number one, don't go down to the basement. Please, <laughs> stay in your room and go to the bathroom as close as possible. Don't go to the basement. Rule number two, if the lights are off, don't turn on the lights. Calls me up, I can't, that's it, I can't, I can't. I said, okay, I hear you. It's very painful. I know you want to sing the adkan song. I understand. Kadusha, the house, I got it. I had to remind him, he got a bracha from Chaim Kanievsky, Shlita. So, Zayin gesund I reminded him. I said, hang on. Chaim gave you a bracha, not, not Pashat. He said, but you can go to sleep. I can't go to sleep. I said, go to sleep, go to Shachwas tomorrow, go give your sheer Call me after lunch. What's the rush? You want to throw her out of the house? Fine, we'll do it in 12 hours. We'll do it in 24 hours. If it's the right thing to do, you're going to do it when you're calm also. Anything that you don't want to wait to do is wrong. You're about to make a huge mistake that will cost you not only your kid, but yourself. You will prolong this agony of this rebellious stage another year. Another two years. And and I'll hit you right where it counts. And it's going to cost you another 50 grand by prolonging this. Because we have the key to de-escalating rebellious behavior. De-escalating. Escalating. You could speak, do research. Don't just trust me. Research. Call the references. When you go to therapists, you, they can because of HIPAA, they can't say these are my last 50 clients. You can come here. You can go to the shabbaton. We had 600 parents there. About 500 TP parents. Speak to them. Speak to them. It sounds absurd it's so twisted people look at it and constantly think something else is happening and what are you doing and why are you buying love and love is not something you should buy and what do you have to give gifts fine what's your advice car race. lock the kid out of the house Make him be on the street No. and what happens how's the success who's out there that has a group that's gonna hold your hand and say that it's successful come on so I have a plan I have a plan, and the plan works to de-escalate the rebellion, and the plan is cuckoo, and the plan is nuts, and it's counterintuitive, but it works. You're going to ask those people that I told you to meet up with, and everybody else, you could put it on the, did anybody have any rebellious um, kids on the chat, right? You're going to get like, yes, 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 there's 250 people on the chat, this is all I deal with. Did anybody have kids that don't respect house rules on the chat? Yes, 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 yes. Did anybody um, have kids who walk around the house without their undershirts? Yes, 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 yes. Did anybody have kids that bring strangers into the house and the other kids are, are, are at risk and we have to protect them? Yes, 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 You're in the right room. Al Do not be scared. The medicine is cuckoo crazy. So far, I want to tell you, I never lost a kid to suicide or any of this stuff Leanne her, Leanne her. we had unfortunately I always say one kid that we lost because of a wasn't even overdose but whatever still a very low uh, percentage wise but uh, very close to my heart as you all know we never lost anybody else but I'll tell you some, something else I never lost a parent because <laughs> huh? you look like you're going to have a heart attack <laughs> I never lost a parent. You will survive, you will thrive, and you will realize that the house is totally different. And this kid who did all all the things, he's not doing it on purpose, he's not doing it to get anybody angry. It happens over and over again. You're gonna end up with a dysfunctional kid. He has friends. He has friends. His friends are not the friends that you want him to have. He's not the kid you want him to have. And he's attracting the friends that you don't want. You want to protect your kids? You want to protect your house? There's one way to do it. Two ways of doing it. One way is you get a Smith & Wesson rifle. You stand there front. You start shooting. And then, you know, you protect your house. The other way is you befriend everyone. You become the party house. You make barbecues at night. You give them good steak. You stay up at night and you give them beer. And they destroy your property 100%. Ask everyone who did it a year later, two years later. You did it. How many kids did you have in your house? To start. start, 20, sleeping on the floor. He sent me a picture the middle of all the night. There's there's limbs everywhere. We don't even know what they are. Is this one person? Is this a monster, an octopus? I'm like, wow, you have a male octopus. Is it a male? I don't even know. It's like an octopus. There's like leg and another leg. Craziness, okay? Six months later, how many kids are there? Six months. Three months. Two months. Three months. okay. That's it. We just have to have... Okay, listen to this. Somebody asked, the, the, how fast do you need to run to outrun a bear? Right? Just to drop more than the guy next to you. Right? How much patience do you need? We need just a drop more patience than your kip. And they don't have a lot of patience. Mm-hmm. Usually the summer is crazy. And then when it comes, October, November starts to get cold. And their friends, it's raining outside. And the kids say, give me my space. How many kids said these words to their parents? Why do I need all these people in my room? You know how many kids say that? Why do I need all these people in my room? And then we're looking at them like um, You know, and then they're like, why do you let me have all these people in my room? We had kids who went through the summer with beds and the the kids, they took away the pillows of the other kids in the house. See, the other kids are without mattress, without without linen, without pillows and blankets because uh, there's guys coming, so they said no more. So that's why windows were created. For people to come in and out in the middle of the night, people are coming in, holding each other, dropping off the second floor, putting up a ladder, and then the parents, okay, they came here, come, come, come on, ding-dong, ding-dong, middle of the night, I'll tell you how to deal with the other kids. It's temporary insanity. But look at the picture that they posted recently on the chat. You know who I'm talking about. Of a lechtig girl who wants to be Shemitei mitzvah. She's almost there. But she's alive and lechtig. What happened to all the people? She's like, why do I have all... that? this is my boyfriend. This is my other boyfriend. This is my other boyfriend. This is my other boyfriend. And my other boyfriend. And we say, Shalom Aleichem. Shalom Aleichem. Shalom Aleichem. Shalom Aleichem. Shalom Aleichem. Bayachem L'shalem. Bachuni L'shalem. And then, you know, all of a sudden, a couple of months later, she says. Say Why do I need to have such a relationship for? I'm only 17 years old. That's what they all say. They wake up after a year or two, whenever it is, usually not so so long. Why do I need to be in this relationship for with this guy for, huh? As if you hooked them up, you know, and you're like, right? I guess you have a point. maybe you are too young for a relationship. Yeah, this is what do I need this for? Pressure, and then he's in a mood, or she's in a mood. What do I need this for? Okay, listen, you know, if you don't want to have them over, we will get you through this. This is called temporary insanity. Kids go crazy, berserk, because I believe it's because of pain in their brain. I believe it's trauma. I believe. But you know what? Let's put that on the side. That's a whole different schmooze. Bottom line all the people out there in the world will look at the situation and give comments and comments, but they never helped anybody. If you want to figure out the way out, so ask around, de-escalate the situation. How? You're going to party with them. You're going to hug each one. That's how you protect your other kids. They're going to come in like this, and you say, hey, how you doing? Big hug. Any friend of Maishi is a friend of mine. Any friend of Khani is a friend of mine. When the girls, especially the girls that have boyfriends, they're in danger. you don't know who these guys are and where they're going to go, but when the guy rings the bell or sneaks in, and your arm, and that's why you have to be close, and your arm is around this kid and says, this is the pride and joy of my life, the kid's going to be, got to treat this girl well. You know? You could always slip in something, say, I don't mind going back to jail to save her. (laughs) Right? I don't mind. Another 10 years, in the penitentiary. She is the love of my life. You know what I would do for her? Oh, dad, oh, dad. No, you know, I would kill for her. <laughs> have a wonderful date. I'll be waiting. They have to know, that your child, and their friends need to know that this kid is not Hefger. Because if they know, these parents don't care about me, these parents don't care about her, nah, they come back, they don't come back, doesn't matter, then it changes. When you do the one thing that you can do, you'll notice... That the more you do this, all the problems go down. And that is one thing, raising your NKN, your Nafshik Shura B'Nafshai. When you raise your relationship to 70, 80, 90, all these problems are going to go down. Now there's a gray area, until. So get started. Get started. Get him everything that you can think of that is going to blow his little mind and his friend's mind to think that you are the most amazing parents in the world. And watch what happens. That means that every cuckoo friend, unfortunately some friends that they have, it, it, it's very difficult. You embrace them and you hug them because this is my child's friend. When you reject their friends, they feel that you're rejecting me because this is my friend. And you think he's so bad? I'm even worse than him. You think if he's bad, means that I'm bad? You can't reject their friends. It doesn't work. So you're forced, in order to save your child, to become, now this is scary, Nice. You're forced to just be a nice person and go bend over backwards to just be there for all of these other kippalach, all these neshamas that are floating around town, that are lost and confused. And you'll see like with the kids that you took in and so many of you that have homes that have nurtured these kids for a year or two, they weren't even their own kids, but they're, they're, they're kids' friends and they ended up like you did, you're going to have tremendous nachas from all of them. You're going to get invited to their weddings. You're going to see their have children, because they will make it with our support. And they're going to look back at you, and they're going to apologize. I'm so sorry, Mrs. Bladfeldman. I can't believe I walked around your house like that at 3 o'clock in the morning without my shirt on. I can't believe I snuck, I, I, steal money from you. I can't believe, I can't believe. I worked with these kids when they were on the bottom of the world. Kids who were him, Kids who stole from, from companies, from people. The first kid that I worked with, even before Home Sweet Home, the person that took him in before me, he stole $8,000 from the guy. These were ingrates. These were broken people. Look at them now. Look at these kids—the pride and joy to Klal Yisrael, the heroes that they are. So, the answer to your question, which I hope I answered, is: How do you tell him your concerns? You don't. You heal him. Kids who have an amazing relationship with their parents don't allow their friends to smoke in the house and to stink up their place. Kids who have an amazing relationship automatically start becoming—they start realizing—it's like their brain opens up. They calm down. It takes some time, but it works. And they say, hey, this music is too loud. I'm keeping up the whole family. Everybody's up because of me. I can't do that. And then when you have a relationship of 80, 90, come back to me and it's going to take some time. I will tell you that you can actually text them and say, hey, bro, music's super loud. And he'll be like, no problem. You may have to do that every 10 minutes because <laughs> somehow it magically it gets higher. But they will try their best. You will get the best out of your kid instead of getting the worst out of your kid. It all depends on your relationship. It's not a mistake that the relationships are low. It's not a mistake that when we increase that and then we spend time with them having fun that the behavior changes. So, start bombing okay? It's not about gifts, it's not about he has this already, he doesn't have it from you. Become his supplier to supply him with the things that he and she need in their life. Make them the coolest kids in the street. With that Bose, Nice. every year there's something new. The Bose, 200 bucks. The sunglasses, amazing. Why? Because the regular kids in the street don't have it. So the kid puts it on. It's great sound, by the way. I I bought it for someone. my my Kip friend. It's unbelievable. Bluetooth speakers. It's not just $200 sunglasses. It has amazing Bose sound speakers inside, and the guy next to you doesn't even hear it. It's loud music and phone, Bluetooth, and the guy next to you... I I feel like... When did I become a commercial? Bose. Available at all fine stores. Right? Mention TP and get a 10% discount. I should be getting commission. You know how many... In the olden days, remember? In the iPads, you know how many iPads I sold for Apple? Nothing, nothing. Okay, Bose stock is going up. That's why I'm going to buy stock first, then tell everybody to buy it. You make your kid cool to walk around with a necklace, and then they, you, their friends say, "Whoa, cool, cool headphones, cool earpiece, cool this, cool that. Who got it for you?" Uh, um, my, my, my daddy, really. You will want to throw your kids out of house. Do you know that you can get thrown out of the street back into your house? The kids on the street will throw them into the house. They'll throw them out of the street. Your daddy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're going to uh, uh, Cancun next week. We're going on vacation together. And these are pictures. And here's my, my mug. And here's my cup. And we can do so much for them to give them a fun, happy life that's coming from us instead of them outside wandering around looking for fun that they never find. It's a very sad place out there in the world. And that's why when I had home sweet home, I used to take these kids, I told them, I know, you don't have to admit it, I used to tell them, I know you're not really having fun. I know that you get a picture on, this, on the beach with a bunch of girls, and it looks like, oh, the whole night was great. The picture just happened to happen, and it was the whole summer, and, and they don't even know each other, and nothing happened before, nothing happened after. I know you're not really having fun. I'm going to give you real fun. And every night, that's what we did. We had guys come, amazing volunteers, young guys my age. I used to be young. And take them out for fun. And that was the program. That was the therapy. There was no therapy. There was no therapist. There was no doctor. They had to go clean the day they moved in. And they went clean, almost every single one of them. None of them went back to the street. What was the program? When did you talk um, family group therapy? Nothing, Gurnish, nada. Look at the pictures. Amazing. These guys should come. They'll talk to you. They'll tell you the program. Fun. Every minute that you could spend having fun with this kid and their friends, they're they're in a much better place than when you're not with them. And they're with the other friends. I used to say, when when they're with us, you know, they're still cursing and acting out bad and all that. That's the best they are. After with their friends, it just goes down. But when they're with us, the, this, is, this is the best they'll ever be is when they're with us. And all of a sudden, by just toveling their, their life in the mikvah of fun with normal people, they just wanted to be like us, and they changed. Mamish, that was the whole medicine. So this is what your job is. First of all, get your NKN. It's like when you go to call a doctor, what's the blood pressure? What do you mean, but, they're, they're, but he's bleeding here, but he's, I need to know the blood pressure. Because that really determines the health of the overall patient. We'll deal with all the other stuff. We could do surgeries and operations and stitches and all kinds of stuff, but we need blood pressure. NKN is our blood pressure. When your NKN is 50, 60, 70, automatically your questions are going to change. Also, he's going to treat you differently. He's going to start to be able to be the best that he can be. Some some of them are very dysfunctional. They change over time, but it will be the best that he can be. All of a sudden, you see that little twinkle. That's all I want to see. I want you to get a twinkle. A little twinkle. That's all I want. I want you to see the eyes. I want you to see a kid who will look at you in the eyes and will have a little bit of life in their eyes. And then you're going to start having such Rachmanus compassion for this kid. And he's going to feel it. And they're going to mirror it back to you. And then you're going to start spending time and having fun with them. And then we hope and we pray that this all works out wonderful. I hope I answered your question. The short version is just listen to me and trust me. Everything will be fine.